Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches. And honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. And you don't stop. And you don't stop. Never eat your pick because your pick is a cop. I got the rap patrol on the gap patrol. Ladies love me long time like two pop zone. Like ho, like so, like troll, like troll. And if you don't know, now you know. Up to the house in my sixth floor. Oh, snap. Guess what I saw? Standing on the front stoop, hanging out the window. Like, Hi, my name is Last name ever 
first name greatest. I've been spending hundreds since they had small faces. See notes by the layers, true fucking players. Place in the space means peace, see you later. Boogie fresh and yes, cold on my feet. My life's like a soundtrack I wrote to the beat. When the streets keep calling, heard it when I was asleep. T-O-N-P-T-O in my city, mobbing in the streets. This is my part, nobody else speaks. Welcome to your Friday episode of So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is your boy Ryan, and if you're listening to this and it's Friday, that means you made it through it another week. And you made it through a week in December, which counts as two weeks. And listen, I'm giving you permission to just coast the rest of 2022. That's right. We promote here at So Bad It's Good giving up for the remainder of December. How's everybody? Is everybody hanging in? Is everybody good? Uh, Thank you for all the nice words on yesterday's episode. I know there was a lot of serious topics. And Chris Hansen, can you believe? (laughs) I'd like at the very end, I was like, I hope I never meet you in person, Chris. (laughs) What a dummy I am. How's everybody doing? Is everybody good? Oh, man. I can't believe, like, I was like, oh, remember when Dumas was on? And I was like, I thought it was like three weeks ago and it was Monday. I mean, every, (laughs) I have no, I've got to, I've got to leave the house more. I was, it's my, my ex's birthday today, my ex-wife. 
And happy birthday to her. And I have uh, Brooklyn right now uh, so she can uh, celebrate her birthday. And we're in a really good spot right now. And, and it uh, so I don't think she listens, but it's it's always, you know, it's uh, I wanted to put out good vibes for her today. And I um, it's just weird. I was I was just talking about friendships and relationships and how I think that's one of those things during the pandemic, especially that. I just got so used to doing this. Like I just did this and I watched TV with my roommate Megan, like every night, like it was just this very, but this, this is what the whole pandemic was, was podcasting. It's what it was. That's what it, I mean. And slowly things started opening up and, and I would, but it was, it was just weird. I was talking, I was like, I've never worked this hard at something in my life. And I was thinking about 2023 today, as you are wont to do towards the end of the year. And I was thinking, how, how can I be better? Not only as a podcaster, but as a person. And I was like, oh man, my personal relationships, they really, you know, I need to be better. You know, I talked to, uh, it's just you lose touch with people and then and I've got to be better at um at 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 reaching out. You know, I just have this weird I mean we all have our like hang-ups and you guys have heard mine over the last couple of years every day. But you know, I I think it's this thing where sometimes I feel like I I don't I'm not the first to text you. I'm not. I'm not going to be the first to text, I'm not going to be the first to call, I'm not going to be the first. And part of that is uh I get laser like focused on this, but also part of it, it's been my whole life. I can't make excuses for the early part of my life because it was like, um, I just, I, I felt like it's always a risk. I don't know if that makes sense. Or I, I was a burden on somebody or, oh, that would mean somebody would be burdened and have to text me back. Like it was a very, we, you know, we had our minds really betray us so much. It was like this fucked up thought pattern of, well, then they're going to feel like they have to text me back, not realizing that <laughs> they're my friends. Of course they would. They would want to text me back. I don't know. This is a pretty heavy way to open up the show. I listen. I was going to do a whole recap of Winter House, but I woke up to the news that uh, Cody uh, from Sister Wives, his last wife, uh, finally left him. So he, well, no, he, I mean he has one more after this. He has Robin, which is kind of what I think he wanted, anyways. But he went from four wives, you guys, to today, as of today, one wife. So uh, I had the pleasure. Uh, this was just really awesome. I, you know, like I don't see a lot of my DMs, but I was in the car at the right time, and I got DM'd um, just at the like the perfect time from Melissa from uh, the Moms and Murder Pod, which is they're changing their name to Mom and Mysteries, but she's also. Um, She's also uh, on the podcast Criminality, and she and we talked about the Sister Wives developments. I'm fascinated with the show Sister Wives on TLC. I hope you guys are too because we had a blast talking about it. It's like quick 38 minutes about what happened today and what we project and what she's watched all 17 seasons. I've just watched the last three. So she catches us up on what we've missed. But like I said the other day, it's like it's like it's taken 14 seasons to get really good. So now it's like I just come in at the right moment and get to watch it when it's great television and I didn't suffer through the first 14 seasons. 
when the polygamy life was going good for the uh, for Cody and family. Um, so I'm going to be doing the Winter House uh, recap. You know, I might even throw it up later tomorrow uh, as a separate episode or, or save it for Monday with Sophie. I just don't. I just don't feel good and I want to go to bed. And uh, I, I had this great conversation today. Uh, but now I'm kind of just like, oh, I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to do a full recap and I've, uh, I want to be honest with you guys. I mean, uh, I don't need to apologize, but I'm going to talk about a couple of things and then we'll, we'll get it moving over to that. But I swear to God, this we, we still have the conversation I had about sister wives is amazing. Um, if you like, if you like me complaining, please rate this podcast five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can always join the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash so bad. It's good. Um, and, uh, th- that's it. Uh, we have uh we're going to be doing shows all through the holiday. So I know a lot of people listenership kind of dries up for podcasts just to like let you in behind the curtains. You'll hear a lot of people taking breaks, but I'm not going to take a break. I can't take a break mentally right now. This is kind of uh this is a weird uh, there's a weird lifeline aspect to this podcast for me. So I'm going to be throwing everything against the wall. I'll be with uh I'm going to excited I'll be with Bill and Becky Bailey. I did the first 3 hours of a Home Alone podcast with me and Annabelle DeSisto that you'll hear next week that we still have to do more of this weekend because we only got the first like 20 pages of the script in 3 and a half hours. Uh plus I want to do a wrap up of entertainment news uh, of 2022 and uh, I might be recapping Real Housewives of Miami. That show, that show, you guys, is so damn good. Did you guys watch the fifth episode today on Peacock? My good God. At the very end, we fought, like, you know, it comes out about Lisa and Lenny. And it, this is what I'm talking. This is the thing I like about Sister Wives is like, you can tell when moments are real. Like the camera is there at the right moment at the worst moment for this lady, Lisa, a Real Housewives of Miami cast member that is being cheated on by her husband, Lenny, for like a 25-year-old. He's literally turning her in for a new person. And it's so messed up because Lenny, oh God, imagine having a name Lenny. Sorry, all the Lennys out there listening. But uh, imagine having a name like Lenny and then being a boob doctor, you know? And that's his like claim to fame. And he met this girl at a party at their mansion. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine, first off, going to a mansion party of a guy's house named Lenny, first off, that's a plastic surgeon for boobs, but then he's a married plastic surgeon with two kids, and then going to this party, and you're 25 years old, and then going like, this is a good decision. And listen, I'm not, like, I know there's a lot of accusations right now that this girl that Lenny's involved with, um, you know, there there was a lawsuit saying that, well, Lisa created all these Finsta accounts, which we've seen on Salt Lake this season, Shaw exposed, to bully and harass her. And listen, man, I don't know where I come down on this. The, in fact, the, the, the judge kind of sided with Lisa in this, but I got to tell you, like, I mean, she's only 25 years old. Like, I, what, our brain doesn't fully develop until what? Like 38, 39? <laughs> but, you know, like, she's young. But at the same time, listen, the I always like, it's so weird when you watch reality shows, you do classifications of bad. You're like, Lenny's the most bad. <laughs> he's He's the top bad guy. Like, top bad guy. But you do have to say also, like, do we, I mean, listen, I just finished watching... 
the Meghan and Harry Netflix documentary, right? And I had a very certain opinion on it last Friday. And I have a little slightly different opinion on it this Friday, uh, watching the last two episodes or an episode and a half. And uh, I have a different opinion on it. Like I can say I might not, you know, it might not be, I, I believe that I think they're in love. I'm like, okay, they really believe that they're meant for each other. They really believe it. Like, you know, I can see that. Like, you might think it's like, oh, it's too extreme or she, you know, thinks she's a poet most of the time or all of these things, you know, but I truly walked away from that. And literally most of the three parts of the last uh, installment that just got released today are more about battling the Daily Mail, which we'll talk about in a second. But Listen, that 25-year-old, like, do we really think she's, quote-unquote, madly in love with Lenny Hochstein? Like, that she was like, it's a, it's a fairy tale. Like, the dude has two small kids and a wife. What, I mean, what, I, I don't, that's, an, like, Lenny, like I said, main bad guy. But also, man, girl, is that how you want to, like, is, 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 is money worth, I mean, is money worth it? I mean, every time we see it from this Meghan and Harry documentary to any kind of housewife show, it never seems worth it in the end. And this is a beautiful girl, the girl that he's with now. And Lisa is beautiful. And also, I'm not ignorant. I think that probably Lisa, uh, you know, like all relationships, men and women and women and women and men and men can be very, uh, you know, there's a point in a relationship where you do get wildly annoyed with people. There's a point in our families where we get wildly annoyed with people. You know, Lisa is not the perfect wife. I can see what Lenny is saying, but you're not going to win the argument, Lenny. And especially when you take this way out, like, what the fuck are you thinking? You idiot of a man. Allegedly. Does that protect me? (laughs) So I highly recommend Real Houses of Miami, man. I cannot wait to recap that. And also, isn't it wild to see Marisol really like you see her turning into Elsa in small ways, mainly just the drinking right now. But like... (laughs) It's really funny, and it reminded me at BravoCon. It was like the last night we were walking into the hotel, and she and Karen Huger were behind me. And I, I said, "Oh, uh, Marisol, let's get a selfie really quick." And I, and I took literally the worst photo. And Marisol goes, "Oh my god, that's disgusting! Please delete that." And I didn't delete it, or I didn't post it though. But I. <laughs> But then I was like, oh, missed my chance. And I just kept on moving because I wasn't going to make her retake it. Like, you know, you get one chance with these things. And I blew it. But Marisol is funny. And I just made me realize how much I love Mama Elsa. Which, by the way, on the Patreon, we've me and Maritza have recapped the first two seasons. If you want to start from the very beginning of Real Housewives of Miami, you can go there. And that's why I think Peacock actually, and they don't pay me for saying this, I think is really turning into a really solid streaming service. Uh, because you're able to go back and watch those early seasons of Miami. But anyways, I watched it. I loved it. I'm, I'm loving this season. And it just feels, I mean, from the camera work, like it is so crystal clear, the camera work. It feels like there's real money. And I'm going to say something. This is, this is something I'm potentially going to regret. But, um, dude, how much do lawyers make? Like, honestly, I'm feeling the same vibes that I had for Tom Girardi that I'm like, how much is insurance an insurance lawyer make? I mean, Nicole 
Nicole from Real Housewives of Miami, awesome, love her. She has like, you know, her dude that's like a big bearded guy. And, you know, we were, they flew his private jet. He flew their private jet to the Keys for a cast trip. And I'm just, and it even has his logo on the side of it. And I'm like, they, they just seem so wealthy. And like, I know, like, I, I'm just saying, like, I really picked the wrong profession. And I, I'm too late in life to, to be an insurance lawyer at this point or a lawyer in general. But I think I'm just really touchy about lawyers over the last couple of years after the Girardi thing. I'm like, whoa. Lawyer, I know lawyers work, make a lot of money, but like, really that much money? And probably in this case, I'm sure it, because I don't think anybody at this point after the Girardi thing that's a lawyer would actually go on a show if they were doing illegal things. But I, there, I, I, and, and, but that's the thing about these people. Like, they, They've given us reason to be suspect. And they, I mean, Nicole seems awesome. I love the relationship she has with her mom. I, I I find the problem she has with her dad very interesting when he was hammered last season. I don't know. I, I really, really dig, but it, it's just one of those like, how? What a lifestyle. Like you go into her closet and you see all those purses. Wow. It's like Drake's room, you know? You guys remember Drake has a room of Birkin purses just saved up for his eventual wife. And I told you that story this week where he got 42, 42 diamonds on a necklace for the 42 times he's wanted to propose to women. Something's off about Drake. Like, I mean, like, obviously, great wordsmith, awesome in con- contribution to music completely, but he's off. Just, I mean, these, there's, there's a little bit of, you know, it's like, um, come on. The room full of Birkins was kind of cool hearing about a couple years ago, but now that with the the necklace, you're like, oh man, like, eventually, who's going mean, to, like, when you do get married, you know, where, it's like, would you trust Drake? Like, would you really trust Drake at this point? You're like, you you wanted to get married to 42 separate women at certain times? Like, holy, how do you how do you wrestle that horse back into the stable? Like, there's just no way. There's no way that Drake's ever going to be able to get married. I'm sorry. And by the way, that's not a, like, Drake's still going to be able to, don't feel bad for Drake. He's fine. But it's just, he's he's kind of like, He's kind of corny in a way, like, you know, and I know I'll probably get flack for saying that it just comes off a little at the necklace thing was a little too far. I was like, wow, you have a story around your necklace. You know, I used to wear puka shells and I had a story around them. I just I got them in Hawaii when I was on vacation with my parents when I was a kid. But anyways. So Real Housewives of Miami, awesome. The Harry and Meghan thing I wanted to mention really briefly because uh, I don't really, like I said, know a lot about the Royals. I really had a negative opinion in certain ways after watching the first episode. I was watching the these remaining episodes, and I did shift a little bit in, you know, the... I mean, really, I understand exactly what Meghan Markle went through. I mean, I don't personally understand it because I haven't been there, but that must have been scary as hell. I mean, it really must have been scary as hell, and you do see that the royal family missed kind of a, a golden opportunity because the Commonwealth has, um, you know, so many different nationalities, uh, sorry, different ethnicities um, in it, that this would have been such a great, all of, not all of, kind of an olive branch, you know, to say like, hey, like this is, you know, we aren't scared of the people that we rule over. You are us. And I guess they, I think that's the problem just from knowing very little about the Royals, you guys, you guys all know more than me, but it just feels like, man, that it just, it's that, trying to hold so tightly onto tradition because people feel very comforted by tradition, right? Like people, you, we, we have it in even small ways ourselves. Like my mom wants things a certain way. It's got to be done a certain way or not, you know, or it can't be done at all. 
And you feel that with the Royals, like they're clinging on to something that needs to grow, that needs to change. Um, and Megan was a huge part of that. And they eventually had to escape. You know, unfortunately, for most people, you really have to escape. And it's a really tough situation. And it is a tough situation for them. But they escaped to Tyler Perry's mansion. Which is just like, I just love the part in it where like, and we, we had to get out of Canada. And then we went to Tyler Perry's mansion. And then I wanted the Medea music to like, and I wanted Tyler Perry to be in the Medea outfit. I'm like, hello. <laughs> you know, I was like, whoa. But. I don't know. Like I, I thought, you know, Bethany Frankel kind of made me go back and rewatch because I was like, is this a money grab? But part of it is like, yeah, probably. Like most things that we do in life are some sort of money grab in a way. But also like it costs a lot to be them. I'm very interested to see what they will do. And, and it, they talked like very briefly about the charities they're involved in. And I know one of uh, Harry's charities is mental health. And I think that's so important. And Bengen seems to be very well-spoken. And I don't mean that. I'm just like, she seems, and I think that potentially might be why people sometimes get annoyed with her. I could be wrong. It was just like, you know, she's just, she's one of those people that feel, feel very deeply. I feel, and I think it's that, you know, Abigail Spencer is in this, who's an actor that's friends with Megan. And I was in acting uh, class with uh, Abigail Spencer and she popped up all of a sudden. I was like, oh shit. And Abigail was one of those, like, you know, when you're around a lot of actors, there are a bunch of different types of actors, but there's one type of actor that just feels everything. Oh my God, I feel it. This cloth against my skin, I feel it. You know, everything's so deep and depth feeling. And like like I said yesterday when we were talking about I was like, yeah, there's a well of emotion in anybody that wants to share any form of art. But sometimes that can read a little theatrical in, you know. But I don't know. She, I don't know. I kind of ended watching it. I was just like, well, yeah, I definitely believe in their love. And they have two beautiful kids. My God. And I really, that Harry is so charming. I think that, you know, he really is charming. You can tell he was, he's very trained, but he managed to keep his sense of humor. Um, and I loved how he talked about his grandpa, Prince Philip. And you do have to realize, man, it has got to be wild that he grew up. Um, you know, we all remember when Princess Diana passed or some of us remember. And, and just what a wild situation to be raised in. And that's why it's got to be so interesting for him to be out now. And this is his new normal and it'll be the new normal of his kids, of his and Megan, because they've they've, you know, one was born here. One only spent, I think, six weeks in England or six months. I uh, But, you know, a very small amount of time that this child probably won't remember. So they'll be considered Angelinos, <laughs> you know, like Los Angeles is their home. And that is just and by the way, imagine Imagine royalty being so bad that you have to escape to Los Angeles. <laughs> but they did focus. They focused on the Daily Mail a lot. And listen, I'm not ignorant. Like you guys know, I speak very highly of the Daily Mail, but I will be very honest with you. The Daily Mail is complete trash. And there's never a moment that I do not know that. Like I'm very aware. The Daily Mail is a cut above tabloid, but just by a notch, like just by, just like by a hair, you know, like the stories, like I, I have a story for you on Monday where they did a story on like the Pornhub searches, like the most popular Pornhub searches of the year. And I was like, you knocked it out of the park daily mail, but they really did. And even on this thing, you can go to the daily mail and see all of these articles just bashing 
the Megan and Harry documentary and Megan. And I just thought like, listen, like it really, there is this obsession with Megan and Harry from the daily mail. Cause it sells this stuff sells. I really do. am curious where they go from here because you know, you don't want to shoot your wad in terms of the public's goodwill in, in taking in what you have to offer. And they do want to, I think, retain a certain type of lifestyle or need to just for security purposes as well, where they need to keep bringing money in. So it'll be really interesting from a pop culture perspective of how you do that. But I do think it's, you know, from looking at it through the lens of like Harry being able to escape to a normal life is interesting. And he seems very well adjusted for everything that goes on. I, you know, but Megan is just, it, it's, you know, like I say, with those people that feel very deeply, they feel everything that I just sometimes wonder if so much damage has been done. Hopefully, I don't know. She seems like a great mom. Seems, I, I mean, I, I liked it. I, there, it wasn't like fast paced or completely engaging. There were times where I would just pick up my phone and start like going to the Daily Mail, <laughs> checking things out, you know. And Winter House, like I said, we'll talk about because we got to talk about it. And also we got to talk about the Watch What Happens Live afterwards with Jessica, Sierra and Jason. Between the three of them, there was one good guest on that <laughs> show tonight. <laughs> the Jessica Corey relationship is fascinating. And to this end, Jessica still has not promoted Winterhouse on her Instagram page at all, which I found interesting. So, the last thing I want to talk about before we get to the sister wives discussion, which I'm very excited for you to hear, is Jen Shaw. I know. And listen. I they they filmed the reunion tomorrow, and I was on Up and Adam Live on YouTube, which you can see on his YouTube page, and I have a YouTube page too as well. If you want to subscribe, you can see actually Nicole Travolta do the entire Jennifer Coolidge interview with the wig on. It's so good, you guys. You got to go subscribe to the YouTube. But I was on Up and Adam Live, and he's just great, and we love talking about Salt Lake together. And I, uh, he told me that I was like, okay, so the word on the street was that Jen's not going to be at the reunion, but he told me he let the tea spill. Oh God, just cattle prod me every time I say tea. I should not do that. It's not a word that should be coming out of my mouth, but Jen Shaw will be at the reunion tomorrow. But that was before the news came out this afternoon. (laughs) Good old TMZ. And, you know, I'm curious if she, I think she will show up tomorrow because at the heart at at the heart of it she's a narcissist i mean and i'm not saying that to like all of these ladies there's narcissistic qualities there's narcissistic qualities in myself as well but this article came out at 3:22 p.m. pacific standard time and it says real housewives of salt lake city star jen shaw tons of knockoff designer bags and bling seized by feds in the case and it says jen shaw seems to have a thing for counterfeits because the feds say they seized a ton of fake designer bags and jewelry when they raided her utah home according to new legal docs obtained by tmz the star was sitting on a treasure trove of knockoffs, which is kind of very, isn't that the, a treasure, tro- a, a treasure trove of shit. Somebody's uh, treasure is somebody else's shit. Um, she had 30 counterfeit luxury bags and around 40 pieces of counterfeit luxury bling. Jen's counterfeit collection included knockoff bags from designers like Chanel, Balenciaga. Oh my God. What if she gets canceled for having a knockoff Balenciaga bag? Hermes, Louis Vuitton, Valentino, Gucci, Jimmy Choo, and Fendi, mostly made in China, they say. And Jen's fake jewelry included pieces claiming to be designed by Bulgari, Chanel, Cartier, Louis Vuitton, Dior, Gucci, Hermes, and Tiffany & Company. I was like, oh my god, I, like, I wonder, like, 
<laughs> I've only shopped at like Zales <laughs> or like K's. Uh, the Fed seized all of Jen's knockoffs when they raided her home back in March of 2021. So this dates all the way back. This is just coming out now as part of an investigation or a fraud case. As part of Jen pleading guilty to conspiracy to commit wire fraud, she was ordered to forfeit $6.5 million to help pay up to $9.5 million in restitution. And the feds have now released the inventory of the items. The list does not. In- the list does also include legitimate designer purses and jewelry, such as bling from castmate Meredith Marks's company. Way to get a plug in there, Meredith, that will hopefully put a dent in what she owes. But it's just more lies and shit like that. Just more lies. You know, it's like it's more shit she lies about. And I was asking a law friend, I said, hey, you know, what's the difference? I said, my mom bought a knockoff purse once in New York. And she's like, well, the the difference is, you know, like that's a knockoff. These are, you know, she's claiming that they're uh, she actually because uh, I was like, what is the difference here? Um, and she goes, well, knockoffs isn't the same as counterfeit. So the counterfeit is claiming that this is the real thing. Whereas a knockoff you get in New York on uh, like a side street is obviously a knockoff. So she was claiming that these were real ones. It will be interesting to see if she's ever sold a fake one or if she argues that, that, that they were, uh, she thought they were real when she bought them. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I thought I thought this was an interesting thing, and it almost made me worried because I was like, ooh, this came out today, and people jumped on it online. So I was like, oh, I wonder if this scares her off from coming to the reunion, but I don't think so. And you guys know, I've always thought, like, th- I mean, this reunion is going to be a disaster, like, if she comes or if she doesn't come. Either way, I think it's going to be a disaster. The only thing that could save it, I said to – I was like, you know, we just need to give Mary Cosby – we need to beg her right now to watch the entire season tonight – and then have her come in and just give opinions. Like, you know, it's nothing about Mary, but she's allowed to. Jen, you know what the problem I have with you this season? <laughs> like, I would just love for her to throw in her two cents. But it's going to be really, really weird. It's gotten, it's not even toxic anymore. It's just weird. It's just very, very weird. So I don't, I don't, um, I don't, uh. I wish Andy luck. I I don't know how you do this one. You have to really come in, I feel like, with a plan of attack. And I wonder what they're trying to get what they're hoping to get. I wonder how Andy handles Jen. We see that Jen tries to distract and yell and all that stuff when like focus is put on her. So we'll see how that works on Andy. And, and, you know, like, listen, it's a mixed bag, these reunions. And we see that with Beverly Hills It never goes far enough. We never get to hear more. We never get to hear enough of any of it. So I'm very curious, you know, we'll get some of Andy's Instagram of like still here. I bet we'll get that at like 7 PM tomorrow night of like 12 hours in. We always get those, you know, also, we got our first look at Summer House on tonight's Winter House, and it uh, it looks like Summer House. <laughs> it was like you. And by the way, we got our confirmation that Corey is in the house. Um, Pearl necklace Corey is in the house, Craig's buddy, and we see Carl and we see Kyle and we see Amanda, and they're all hiding from Corey and this other blonde girl who is not Crypto Lindsay or Jessica, which means that they have split, which Jessica admitted to. And I will say, in Jessica's defense on Watch What Happens Live, she did say, you know, listen, when I went in there, I really did think I was in love with this dude. And and Andy was like, Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like The Bachelor. You th- you know, you fall in love really quickly. And Sarah was like, I warned you, we warned you. And 
I do have to give a little leeway and like it probably when you're in a different environment like that, you're just clinging on to uh life vests. And Corey was a life vest, but man, she said some really hysterical things. And the way they edited it together also is, you know, we don't happen. We don't get to see these happen in real time, but it was just wild. Even tonight when she was like, you know, he's out there going like, no, we aren't dating to the guys. And then he comes in. She's like, do you want to watch porn together? Like, it's like she's trying to like reel him in and just keep him there. And she's using sexuality as a means to try to like lock it in. And it's just, uh, it's, 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 Oh, it's wild. I was really proud Rachel stuck up for herself, stuck up for herself, but it was then weird because everybody then was focused on Crypto Lindsay. Then Austin got involved and put his two cents in, which is like, sometimes it's like, yeah, thank you for standing up for Rachel, but you don't really, you're not able to even look at your own behavior. So why does it, you know, it's like, great. Thank you for knowing what's right in this situation, but you've done so much wrong in this place. I don't know. But anyways, uh, another season of Winter House has passed. I will do be doing some sort of recap on that. So, because there were a couple moments that I wanted to talk about. Uh, and that's it, you guys. We're going to go right into Sister Wives. It's going to be like a little, uh, a quick little hour and 10 minute podcast. I hope you guys have a great weekend. Um, really, like this is the holiday season and I hope you, you're around your loved ones and I hope you're not too stressed, even though I don't think that's possible. But I hope uh, you get to go to holiday parties or you get to like, you know, cancel on holiday parties, which is always equally as fun and exciting. I hope you get to eat something good, drink something uh, great, uh, go outside, lay in bed. I hope you get to do it all this weekend. And I, I, I hope that and I hope you recharge because Monday we are back at it again, folks. Um, but I am always here. If you need me, I mean, listen, if, if you can, if you can get me, I'm here for you. Um, and that's it. But thank you so much for listening. Thank you much for, for being supportive. I've, I've been in a weird mental headspace for the last couple of hours and I've been trying to shake it. And it's like, then it gets too late at night where I'm like, oh, I can't shake it, but I want to, I want to do something. And I have this great interview talking about sister wives. And uh, so we're going to play that right now. <laughs> it's like 35 minutes of me going, hey, we're about to play this thing. Um, okay, so here we go. Uh, our guest today is Melissa from the Moms and Murder podcast, which is very popular. And she's also with the Criminality podcast, which I love. And I get you guys need to go check out. We talk about that at the end of this episode. But she was nice enough to join me last minute. She actually suggested it. And I was like, can you do it today? She was like, I think I can do it today. And we get to catch you up with Sister Wives. Sister Wives fans, I think you'll enjoy this. But even if you, you don't know even what Sister Wives is, which I think you do uh, by now, which I was like, which I think you do by now, I think you'll like this. Uh, it's actually really funny. So here she is. And I will talk to you guys either over the weekend or on Monday. I'm always here. Okay, bye. Oh, sorry. One last thing. Uh, I got a bunch of emails and texts that I had released the same episode today um, that I released the salt like twice. And, and, and listen, uh, that is, it wasn't on purpose, but they cloud 10 was trying to get me to try something new where I put the zoom up of me doing the Salt Lake recap. So on Spotify, I think you can see a video version of the Salt Lake recap, but on Apple Podcasts, it just, it's not video. So it just looks like I reposted the same episode without the music or anything like that. So yesterday's, uh, Thursday's episode was Chris Hansen. So that is up on both platforms. It was just that this other thing came out after it for some reason, and I'm still trying to figure out why. I've got an email in, but uh, just know that, you know, Chris Hansen was yesterday. Today is this. And uh, if you're on Spotify, I think you can see a video version or just go over to YouTube. See it there and, and, and subscribe. Okay. Bye, guys.
Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Ladies and gentlemen, today is a very special day. It's a day that you don't really plan on when you wake up and you're like, what could possibly happen today? And I'm not even talking about my own life, but in pop culture. And lately on this show, if you've heard, I've had a growing fascination uh, with plural marriage. No, no, with a show <laughs> called Sister Wives on TLC. Now, this show has been going on for 17 seasons. And I, I guess that's what it takes, 17 seasons to get to a really amazing, gripping season. But what's happening off screen right now, which hopefully we'll see on screen in season 18, is that we got news today. I mean, okay, so... Cody had four wives. Cody is the male of all the plural marriage. He he thinks of himself as a Bill Paxton from Big Love on HBO. This guy, and I'm gonna, I swear to God, I'll introduce our guest in a second. I just want to just give you a little uh, background. Cody is this guy that whines all the time, has four wives. Two of the wives this season have left so far. Actually, one just on the show. The second one we know from the press has left. And then today... The one that we thought was going to stay, like you were going to have to drag her away, First was right. Mary. <laughs> right. She's been there 34 years. She left and we got news today. So without further ado, I got a, a DM tweet that thank God I saw, but there's a very popular podcast called Moms and Murder, which is actually changing to Moms and Mystery in the new year. But don't worry, they said there's still going to be murder. It's just Moms and Mystery. They're doing a name change. So just be uh, aware of that. It's an amazing podcast. And also our next guest has been on this show before. For her other podcast, Criminality, which I love. So, Melissa, welcome back to the show. You are a, give me your background in Sister Wives fandom. So, I was totally a big love fan and watched yeah, me Big too. Love. And then this is where, then all of a sudden, we find out that there's a Sister Wives show that's, you know, reality based on it. And I was like, <laughs> in right away. I'm in. So day one, episode one, I've been there. I've been a brown head for all of these years. Like I've <laughs> stuck, 
stuck with it. I'm I'm the Mary. See, I've been here. I refuse I, to leave. I I've been in these streets. Yeah. So <laughs> I only got into this three seasons ago during quarantine. I and okay. First, I, this is just a question for Ryan. Is it worth going back to season one? Is it worth going back for somebody that's watched it from the beginning? Is it worth, you know, because I feel like it's like the Star Wars prequels. Like I already know yeah, what's yeah. going to happen. And it seems like it gets worse and worse as the seasons go on. Is there any advantage for any of us just hearing about the show to go back to season one? Honestly, I started a rewatch recently um, and I've never done a rewatch because it's 17 seasons. And it's fascinating <laughs> to see how like there's been things all along that we just didn't really see or didn't really pick up on. And so now it's kind of fun to compare it. By the way, Cody's been wearing those stupid gloves for 17 seasons. Never Cody wears off. these serial killer gloves that he's like, and then Cody, by the way, if you want to see some amazing hair work, Cody this season is with the tendrils of hair. Yeah. I really look up to his tendrils of hair. It's like really amazing what he's doing with very little at this point. Um, will you go through what are the names of the sister wives for all the people listening that have never watched the show? Absolutely. Happy to do it. Mary, she was the head honcho, first wife. She and Cody got married 34 years ago, as you were saying. And do you want to know how many kids they have? Do you? I can tell you. Uh, let me guess. Is it okay. Mary? Is, is how it many kids? okay with Mary? Just Mary. Mary only has one kid. One. Yes. That's Leon. Okay. Christine. And by the way, Leon okay. actually, uh, Leon is uh, a tr transgender and mm -hmm. very so, and, and we don't get to see Leon on the show as much anymore, but very Leon's, I mean, that's amazing. I think that's awesome. But yeah, yeah. Mary had one. Is there a reason? Like, what is the conceit in the show that he, did he go on a rock and God talked to Cody and he said, I have to get another wife? Before they even got married, Mary was a part of this church that has, um, that believed in the the principle is what they always call it. And so before they even got married, they both wanted to be in polygamy because Cody's dad had been, had converted to polygamy later on. Cody's dad married Janelle's mom so i mean like there's yeah, a cody's dad so there's another wife janelle who they they got they got so who's the second wife second wife is janelle and janelle and mary butted heads from the beginning they did not see eye to eye they talk about it in their wonderful book becoming sister wives don't read it it's really not worth it their um, wonderful book i read, read it, it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yeah. second wife is janelle and how many years ago was that I think they got married two or three years after Mary and Cody got married, but Janelle actually used to be married to Mary's brother. So that's actually how Janelle I didn't the know. family. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> it's been 17 seasons. What year did it start? Because I think they do two seasons a year, it seems like. Yeah, something like that. I feel like it was... Oh, 2009, something like that, 2009, 2010. Cause I want to say either my daughter was young. I feel like this was near Jersey shore where I might've been. Oh, this is horrible that now. you're comparing your daughter's life to sister wife. You're like, she was young back the Casey then. Anthony I trial too. I'm like, I was pregnant <laughs> when people were looking for Kaylee. That's literally how people, that's my people calendar. were very worried about me having <laughs> No. Um, so Janelle's the second wife and they have yep. three kids together. They have six kids together. Oh, way off. Four boys, two girls. Four boys, two girls. Okay. And then the third wife is Christine. 
Christine. She is a gem of a human. And she basically, they say in their book, and in general, you hear him talking about it, that he basically married Christine to help be a buffer between uh, Mary and Janelle because they were not getting along at all. Smart, Cody. Very smart. That's amazing. So she was the buffer wife. She was the buffer wife. She's the fun, you know, up for everything light she is by the way she is she is my favorite she is my favorite on the show like and we'll get to her journey in a second so then the fourth wife is uh and this seems to be even in the three seasons i've watched his favorite wife and her name is robin and they uh how many kids did they have together they have young kids Right. So he and Christine have six kids. I don't think we said that. They have five girls and one son. And then he and Robin, Robin had three kids from a previous marriage, two daughters and a son. And then together they had a daughter and a son. So they have five together. It is interesting that you say like some of these sister wives, they were already married previously. So it's like, it's interesting that the sacred vow of marriage really isn't that sacred for them. Uh, You know, like they can cry and moan but it seems like right yeah like you would think that it would be this sacred bond or at least you know they're an offshoot of a mormon religion you know you are bonded in the temple where you know once that bond happens that's who you're with in the highest level of heaven if you follow the mormon religion supposedly right um Mm -hmm. so robin is this she keeps She's the, obviously the favorite wife and Cody supposedly took COVID very strictly and just stayed with Robin the whole time, right. pretty much. Um, and she has, and and this is like, listen, I'm not a great looking person and Robin's really pretty when she does, but whatever she's doing to her eyebrows, she needs to stop. It's just too intense. She looked great when she had COVID though. They were, I know she was in the hospital, you guys. And it was just regular. It was was just normal eyebrows. I Mm -hmm. know. And then she paints them on when she goes, it's like Groucho Marx or something. (laughs) Do you, do you think Robin is unfairly blamed for destroying this, uh, these sister wives? I mean, yeah. And no, I think she is in his ear the most. And so she kind of controls things, but I think he was always a piece of crap and they, just put up with it because of this celestial kingdom and this promise of the afterlife and everything. So I think, I mean, I put blame on her for sure, but I think he, it's him. And the thing is you guys, she, he is legally married to only one of these wives. And that of course is Robin. And he divorced who, which why did he divorce Mary to marry Robin? Divorced Mary. Yeah. He divorced Mary and married Robin (laughs) so he could adopt her kids. But She's a legal wife. She's a legal yeah. wife all the way. Okay. So the big news today, okay, and there's a lot of big news here because in the last, this season, we've watched him and Christine dissolve their marriage, Christine being very brave. And we see her, I mean, I kind of say like escape to Utah, yeah. which, you know, because this guy is whining and moaning and saying, you know, like, I mean, this past week's episode, he was like, God, gosh, darn it guys and throw in the gloves he's oh, just mad and you guys like a really serious i gotta like there's nothing like this on television right no mm-mm. nothing it, like this at all it's it's so intense and since they changed the music from them being like ethereal and you know happy and i chose this and i love it <laughs> to now just silence and just this creepy music. I think it even says dark music when you have closed <laughs> captions on when you're a hundred like me, but you, it's a totally <laughs> different vibe and it's dark. And so 
she escaped to Utah, said she did not want to be married anymore and told Robin that she doesn't really want to have a relationship at this time with her, but she is still very good friends with Janelle. They're yeah. there. I mean, they just seem like they have a really cool Thelma and Louise type friendship. Mm-hmm. And the news that happened in this last week and a half was that uh, Janelle finally left. And we can see it bubbling on the show in this last week's episode of like, you're making me choose between our kids and because Christine was coming back and they were going to share an Airbnb for Christmas because Cody is at odds with all of his kids because of COVID. And he said, well, they got to apologize to Robin if they're Mm going to come back and spend Christmas. And he's like, I didn't mean that. I didn't say it. I took it back. I took it back immediately. I took it back. And he still said it. So it's a really unfair position to put her in. So she left, according to Us Weekly and all these things, about a week and a I mean, I don't know when the exact date was, but she's yeah. gone. And then the news that I never thought I would read this morning I read is that Mary, the one, the first wife, 34 years, has left Cody. What did you think when you read that? I thought it's a plagtastrophe. I can't believe we're even here <laughs> after all of these. I mean, seasons. I'm starting to think plural marriage isn't the way to go. And that's it bums <laughs> me out. So. Like it bums me out that this is this is the he's failed all all plural marriages everywhere. He has. And that was their whole thing, right? They came on to show what a normal family. That, that they is were. their whole thing. Yeah. And you kind of bought it for a while, but then if you look back, everybody was pretty miserable at different times, but he just refuses to believe it. There was a scene in uh the season this year when Robin says to Christine, you were happy when we were in Vegas. And she says, no, I wasn't. She's like, you were happy. You went on dates, just like rewriting history. You can't have your own opinion in this family. It's wild. I mean, I love it, but I don't want to be a part of it. What I love about it to you guys is I've said this before is the pacing. It's slow. Mm -hmm. Like, so at first you might be like, oh, this is kind of boring. But then if you get into it, it kind of locks you in with the slow pacing and these extended conversations, you know, on like housewives, it's all fast paced editing and all this stuff. These are like long played out scenes. And it's kind of really interesting because the pauses say so much that all these women They're around like a, a shitty campfire out back and they're just having this normal conversation. They're not at a fancy restaurant. They're not They're You know, it's it's all like they're shopping at Costco life. and their clothes. Yeah, it's the real life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to point out too, Mary, uh, in this last week's episode, Mary kind of stood up for Cody and Cody in a talking head goes, Mary's sticking up for me. And I don't even want to be in a relationship with Mary. <laughs> she, right. I don't even want to be. So Mary, like, and the thing was a couple of years ago, Mary in all fairness, got taken in by a, um, a catfish, a catfish, catfish? situation. Yeah. <laughs> We've all been there. <laughs> yeah. We, I can't. And, and she said the catfish poisoned her mind against Cody and the family. So since then, and I mean, this, you could kind of understand this a little bit. Uh, Cody said he did, you know, he could not be, you know, in a sexual relationship with Mary anymore, even though I don't think they were probably in one to begin with. I think they've said it's been like 10, 15 years at this point. It's been a long time. It's before the catfish. So, but she's staying in there. Like she's waiting to get to that retirement age where you get your, mm-hmm. like, you know, your, 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 uh, 401k. For the 401k. Yeah. yeah <laughs> but I said to dad, I said, there's no job security. And like, is next season just going to be called wife and it has Robin. Do you think Robin's going to stay? <gasps> I don't think that neck can hold up this whole show. Her I mean, eyebrows. Can. Dirty neck. Her yeah. eye, those dirty <laughs> eyebrows. Can. No. Um, I mean, 
but Robin keeps saying in Talking Heads, you guys, that she um, she doesn't want to be the only wife. She got into this because she loves plural marriage and having sister wives, that bond. But I'm also right. like, can't you just have good girlfriends? Thank you so much. Can't you just find a friend? Aren't there apps for there's apps for this? There's like Bumble for friends. Find a friend. Why do you need to like share cold sores? The beginning, they all were sharing cold sores. The first few seasons, you just see like a hopping cold sore. Everyone has one. They're all sharing. That was that was a major plot line in the beginning. Just cold sores. It was cold uh, cold sore gate. Yeah. So I feel like you could have a friend and not have to share, you know. Well, you do podcasts with two of your female friends. You would never think like, oh, I should get into a sister wife situation since I'm doing a podcast with these women. I'm very big on a non-sexual sister wife's relationship. Me and my best friend talk about it all the time. We want like a place to live, non-sexual. We don't even need a husband, but we can share the responsibilities. I like that. And I think actually- Early on, this situation made sense when everybody's kids were little and they were sharing the burden and, you know, sharing that kind of life. But now that everybody's more independent, it really doesn't make sense. Now you're just dealing with this man who's hopping around to different people every night. And what scares what scares me is that you can see in real time all of these kids getting screwed up. You know, all of these kids getting angry at their father, you know, not understanding this plural merit, you know, and the breaking point, I think Janelle, you know, they, they bought this parcel of land in Coyote Flagstaff, Pass. Arizona called Coyote Pass. And they were each going to build first. There was going to be one main house that everybody lives in the main house. And then that didn't fly. So it was going to be every, every sister wife gets their own house on a parcel of land. And then Cody gets his own house as well. Like you're like, right. it's like literally, this is the kind of shit I used to do like eight years old with a tree house. I was like, <laughs> I'm going to build a room for you. And I'm going to build a room for you. And it was all these plans. And then COVID hit and there, the coyote pass thing got put on way hold. But like Janelle was like, it was the only thing keeping her going. So she moved yeah. into a trailer on the property thinking that would inspire things to get moving. And it just didn't. And then Christine left Cody wanted her to take Christine's house, which is just weird and creepy in so many ways. And after he said, I hate this house, I hope I never, I don't even want to drive by this house. He's like, you know what? You should buy this house. Uh, He's like, this is a good investment. This is a good investment. (laughs) Cody is so full of contradictions and he doesn't like, listen, he's not a good spokesman for uh, plural marriage. He's not a good spokesman for being a man. He's not a good spokesman. And I heard- well, I don't go on Reddit or anything, but people are telling me that he his job is he sells guns. I think so. I think he, I've read that it was some illegal gun something, but that's why they don't talk about it on TLC because he does something in the gun trade. So they don't talk about it. He'll just talk about his business, but he doesn't say what it is. But he, he seems like he has multiple cars. He's going like he's always in a different car and he's always moving. Oh. And I, you know, he must have really thought he was like a player back in the day when it was all oh, working. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. he was like, I'm so busy with all my wives and my kids and it's all. And now we're seeing the other side of it. And it took only 17 seasons to get there. But it's like really, really fascinating. This week, this Sunday night is going to be the quote unquote reunion, but they're not all even in the same room. They're just like no. one on one with an interviewer. Which I think is actually better because I feel like part of the reason we didn't see this like dissension amongst all of them is because they would all be together. So if Cody started getting too far off track, one of the wives would say, well, I think what Cody's saying is and kind of help him out of a hole. Now he's just digging himself in a hole and producers are like, keep going, keep going, keep going. 
He's said too he, dumb like, to figure it out. He's literally like, he'll grunt now. I'll be like, oh man, oh geez, <laughs> oh darn. Like, and he, that's like how he, um, what are the other things that I've missed in the 17 seasons? If I started three seasons ago, did, I mean, was he, was he ever physically abusive to any of these women? Was he ever, I mean, mentally abusive. I think you could have an argument for yeah, yeah. was, and no, I, I and I believe there was ever any talk of that. They've never even referred to anything like okay, that. That's I, mm-hmm. I, and the other thing is, I, I believe I know the answer is no, but they've not all had sex together. No, they don't go weird. That's a big thing they say in those early seasons. We don't go weird. And that means they're <laughs> we, only with him. Just that's missionary, <laughs> just straight. We do not go weird. No, don't but actually weird. that's a big differentiation. If you watch something like The Vow and Nixium and all of that right, stuff, right, right. you know, if you're thinking about cult-like things, that is interesting that even within the confines of a plural marriage, they still have rules. They still oh, yeah. have, their, they don't want to be creepy with it or what they say. Yeah. So, what do you think uh, is like, do you have any information about Mary leaving? Do you know what she's planning on doing? Do you know anything? Well, I was reading that people article that came out today and then it shows a clip from this week's uh, this week's reunion. reunion. So I think where they're actually coming up with this idea that she left is during that clip. Did you happen to watch it? No, I didn't get to watch it yet. I was, oh, I was okay. at, I was at my, I was at my workout when you, I oh, was look like at you being responsible. Oh yeah. dude. I'm so, like, I need the workout. <laughs> like I, I'm like, I, but yeah, I was at working out. So I didn't get to see anything. So I was like, yeah, come on the show. Like, it was Oh yeah, yeah. So, uh, well, the clip is just um, the host saying to Mary, watch this clip of Cody. And it's when Cody says, Mary <laughs> wants to go with another man. You know, I wouldn't object. And remember Robin said, for Christine to actually be divorced, she has to sleep with another man. She has to be physical with another man. So he's just like, I am as divorced from Mary as I can be. And so Mary basically says in this clip, yeah, I wanted to be back together with him. And I said, if this isn't working, we should make a public statement. And he said, no, I don't want to do that because people will judge me too harshly. So you'd rather drag this woman for years and years than to just say to I the said public. said horrible things about this woman. Horrible, horrible things. things. Like, listen, horrible Mary things. was taken in by a catfish situation, but still half these things that he said is so <laughs> like, so mean and just, I mean, just really, really, really mean. And it's like, he, he seems like he has the, you know, empathy of an eight-year-old boy. Like, it's like, you hurt me. And he keeps talking about his male pain. Like his, you don't know what it's like as a man. Like you, you know, humiliated me. And he keeps thinking that he's like, really, he's right. And I feel, I find it very interesting that he never listens. Oh, he, he doesn't have the ability to. And it's interesting because early on, the reason this all kind of worked where the kids were young, they respected their dad. They loved him. It was fun. But as they grew up and were like, oh, you actually treat my mom really bad. I don't, I don't like this. And they're not having anything to do with him. And so now I think he's finally, he's turning on them because they're starting to see this isn't really right. And now the parent moms are saying, hold on, maybe my kids are right. It's, it's not okay that you're doing this. So I'm, I'm all for them. Every last one of them suckers leaving. Just everyone get out, burn coyote's no. pass to the ground. <laughs> That's what I said. Make make a white lotus over a coyote pass, or like, let's do something productive. Idea. Let's do something productive <laughs> on coyote pass. But by the way, I'm uh, my my parents live in Arizona, and I was like, oh my god, is it worth the two and a half hour drive to Flagstaff yes. to go take a picture at Coyote Pass? But what if I then like Cody shoots me on Coyote Pass because I'm an intruder oh, or something? Yeah, that's yeah, what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. Like, look at this. He, he's, I'm protecting my family, you know? Yeah. He's just sitting out there from Robin's mansion <laughs> in the sky, watching anyone come, come onto the property. <laughs> 
Um, okay, so we don't know really. That's what we've got so far. But what can yeah. what, you know? What can we like? You know, or do you have any predictions? Would like because God told him to do this. Do you think God right. is going to be like, "Whoops, my bad." Like, let's uh, let's rethink here. Uh, let's do it. Like, do you think he'll get a new sister wife, or is he done with plural marriage? I almost think he would to keep the show going because they don't have, I mean, he has this gun sale thing, whatever, but I don't think they're doing that great with it. Mary makes LuLaRoe money. Janelle and Christine are doing something. Robin's doing absolutely nothing but spending money. We know that. So I think there is a chance that he would have to. Robin wants a, she wants a best friend that she can, you know, share her cold sores with. So (laughs) there's a chance that, you know, for a new season, because that. I've heard this and I can't say that it's completely true, but you know, the show was supposed to be canceled a few years ago. You probably oh, I didn't know this. that. No, I didn't. Yeah. I mean, cause it was boring. There wasn't a lot going on. I was watching, but nobody else was. And, um, <laughs> and so instead of them each making, I think it was, I'm just throwing a number out there, like $120,000 each, each adult was making that a season, right? Cody renegotiated and said, Hey, if, if you'll keep us on, you can just pay one, one flat fee. So, Oh my God. That's yeah. what the other thing I did read. I, I didn't know the I didn't know that they had made more, but I did know that I was about that's what I was about to say is that you guys they don't make any money. That's why, like, even the the opening intro is the same picture now for like mm-hmm. eight or like so long because they're not re-recording the intro because they're like, we're not gonna put money into that. So it's a really basic show that must be really cheap to produce. And TLC has to be making huge money on this because. Mm-hmm. Like the, you know, they're, they're not making money off of that's why it's so funny. Everybody keeps thinking like, well, why can't they afford this mansion? Why can't they just start building on coyote pass? They don't have the money and they are locked into a contract mm-hmm. now. And the ratings are at an all time high on this show. And it's real like TLC doesn't mess around. Like they don't, yeah. it's not like Bravo where like Lisa Renna is like, Hey, I have you over the barrel. <laughs> yeah. No, TLC is like, good luck trying to find work elsewhere. I we're, know. Like, where else are you going to go? We do we do shows on tumors and stuff, you know. Like we're we're gonna be fine. You got a pimple? <laughs> yeah, just let me know if any of your friends have. That's the email they get at TLC. Like, happy holidays, by the way. If you have any new friends with pimples, let us know. We we have a programming slot for them. Um, so you don't like. I mean, the keeping the show going thing is a really interesting point that I think is you're dead on. Is that he'll have to do it to keep this going because nobody wants to just see him and Robin. Oh my gosh. Do you remember? Well, first of all, their Halloween thing was horrifying. It was one of the most horrifying oh, things guys, I've ever seen. They, they had three, they put it all like, instead of trick-or-treating around the block, they put it all at different doors in their house. And it was so sad. And he made everybody, they all, he goes, I don't even want to dress in costumes, but Robin, or like he blamed it on But he'll one do of it because of Robin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Robin. Robin and then it. the kids had to knock on their like back door and then go to the front door and knock for candy. It was like three doors. And he was like, like, and he acted like he was father. He was like, oh, family is crazy, right? Right. Yeah. It, that's what he always does. But it's, I mean, that's the rewatch. The value in that is to see that he's truly in Solomon. So truly is one of Christine's youngest kids, or it is her youngest kid. And Solomon is Robin's young kid. The two of them, he treats totally different, even from a young age. He's always got Solomon and truly's kind of Christine's kid. You hear him say your kids, your kids, your kids, oh, never our kids. It's, guys, it's so awkward when he like hugs the other kids, like the, you know, like he it's just them. weird. And you can tell, like, it's just this. And I think that's what makes it such compelling television is that you can feel the awkwardness on behalf of the kids. 
And the other thing that I love about us all digging this and talking about this online and like memes and all that stuff is that it shows these women that there is this afterlife. They're not tied to Cody. There is such yeah. goodwill for these women. You know, like when Christine left, everybody was like, woo, yeah. like freedom. And I think Janelle got a really positive response. And Mary, like I posted a meme earlier, everybody's just like, go girl, run. Like, I love that. And do you, does Cody, I don't really dig in like I should, but does Cody have a, an internet presence at all? He used to. And according to Peyton, who's like one of Christine's, uh, her oldest son, he is online and he watches the show, but he doesn't, he and Robin don't post anymore. And you can check back um, a show. I really like uh, um, we love to hate everything. They like, will read through Instagram comments, like on the most recent <laughs> post. And it's like three years old, but people come there and trash Robin and Cody because <laughs> they are, you know, that's the only place they can do it. So they still have it, but they haven't posted in years. Well, okay. That's what I was wondering. Cause I was like, he shouldn't be online uh, no, this year. He does like cameo, this would... though. Oh, does he? <gasps> wait, wait, wait. Let's go. Find... Let's find. I'm going to open up cameo. Real. Do you have a couple more minutes? Yeah, yeah. You're good. Okay, I want to open up cameo and see what Cody's price is. Because you ever like consider that for your show? Like, you, we've got to like maybe this is the way to interview these people is through cameo. That's not a bad show, idea. You know? That's not uh, a bad idea. Cody. Cameo. Let's see what the price on this is. It seems like he'll take less if uh if if we offer him less. Okay, so Cody, oh wow. You can book a personalized video for $99 and you can text message him for $10. <laughs> and there's examples <laughs> of him where he's like, he looks insane in some of these videos. He looks like caveman. What was it? The caveman lawyer from SNL, but like <laughs> yeah. Phil Hartman played. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, it, there, he guarantees 24 hour uh, delivery, but he only has average video length of a minute 13. So it, he doesn't have a lot of length, uh, no. uh but he does a lot okay. of pep talks. Um, we loved our cameo. Thank you so much for making our day. Wow. Thank you so much for the tips and bless you and your family, which tips. he just means Robin's family, I guess. Yeah. Um, well, that's exciting. Ninety nine dollars. I don't think I'll pony up for that, but it would be. I would want to know, like, because you know he would want sympathy right now. Like, 100%. if you put a message of like, Cody, you're in the right, man. Like, I hope you're hanging yeah. in there. He'd be like, brother, you see it, you get it. I'm in the manosphere as well. That's what he wants to hear. <laughs> brother, brother, women, right? Women. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we don't know. Which I'm so excited. Do you know if this reunion is going to be two or three parts? Three. Oh God. Yeah. And the reunions are so jankily produced as well, where it's like, like they, I feel like they went into an old pier one that still has furniture mm -hmm. in it. And they're like, we, yeah. I guess we can shoot right here in this sofa <laughs> section. And so it's, it's in the Ikea section where you just get stuck in a yes. corner and don't know which way to go. Exactly. That's it. I mean, so it's not, it's, I, I don't know what to really expect out of the reunion. Although I will say I'm very sad that this season is ending. Like yeah. I watch this now and I am so behind on 90 day fiance. I don't even, yeah. cause I like I, this to me rings true. Like no other reality show right now. Totally. It's, it's the most compelling thing on. I mean, I have a friend that wrote me and said, sister wives is all over my TikTok. Why didn't you tell me it's gotten so good? I'm like, yeah, no, it's been a couple of years, but get on it. Um, it, it's compelling right now. I don't think, I mean, 
housewives right now, I don't even think has the kind of storylines we have here, even though I do wonder if Cody does have the same hand condition as Kyle Richards. And that's the glove thing. Like I cannot, I can't get over the gloves. Wait, I can't that's my cameo question. Cody, what's up with the gloves? Like, I or know. Cody, can, <laughs> Cody, can you put your gloves on for this cameo? Like, can I see your hands? You don't have to ask. That's just part of the package. <laughs> Cody's into like cowboy hats, like Kyle. I'm at my Kimo oh. Sabe in Flagstaff. Yeah, Janelle's always called him her cowboy. She's really into that with him. So <laughs> you're right. Well, do we know where uh, Janelle is? Did she go to Utah too? I, th- I think she might have stayed in Flagstaff because she really, really liked Flagstaff. But I know today I saw something where people said she's got a house now because she talks about Gabe planted my flowers and blah, blah, blah. And you could kind of see, you know, everybody's an investigator now. So we're all trying to figure this out. And I got to tell you, Christine um, looks better than she ever has. Christine, her smile, like, I got to say, she's really pretty. Like, she really had a glow up since she left Cody. And I Mm -hmm. I just like, I mean, I think happiness, you know, I I know this is not a great like tip, but like, I think happiness really suits people well when they remove themselves (laughs) from really bad situations. Like, sometimes things do work out if you're like brave enough to leave. Um, Totally. Just a little bit about your podcast too, Melissa. So you have two podcasts criminality they've been on before and they're great and i really think i'm just i want more people to listen to criminality moms and murder which is going to be moms and mysteries very soon uh has a very established audience and it's really truly amazing how how would you describe the difference between the two podcasts um moms and murder is a lot of murder it's a lot of true crime is it stories. only mom murder or is it only no, no i'm joking it's, yeah, yeah. it's been a whole I, you guys are the moms yeah. i get that yeah. question a lot <laughs> yeah we're the moms in the situation um and uh as far as criminality that's like true it's true crime light more so it's more the reality stars we we did do a story on the sister wives they didn't really have any legal trouble, but polygamy was a legal thing. So I was able to make an entire story and force Rebecca to learn about uh, sister wives like a year ago. So, um, so if you're liking the true crime more with a murder thing, moms and murder soon to be moms. And you guys already covered the Jen Shaw stuff, right? We did not. Can you believe it? I do, but you like, you'll cover like you, uh, I believe one episode you covered, which is a fascinating story to me, David Spade and his assistant. Yeah, that was, which a, is a really weird thing that a lot of people wild. don't know about. This mm-hmm. is a decade ago, but his assistant went crazy on him one night and tried to kill David Spade in his yeah. own house. Yeah. And I heard the story on Howard Stern when he was on years ago, Yeah. but I was so excited that you guys did an episode on it. Cause there's these little pockets of pop culture that people forget about entirely. That you would be totally. like, wait, David Spade, his assistant tried to kill him? And it was like, yeah. yeah. And he was on uh, Bachelor in Paradise. So we were able to pull him as our reality. I was like, I got to make a connection. Uh, I love David By the Spade. way, How do he I was it? a co-host for a couple episodes of Bachelor yeah. in Paradise. And he was my favorite. I'm like, right? for some he reason, great. his style of humor, I for some, I just love, I love his style of pop culture humor. Um, and then Moms and Murder. You guys are changing your name. And I think it's obvious what like moms and mysteries it's, you know, and you make a point of saying it's don't, don't worry guys. It's still going to be murder. We're just changing our names. And you were like in the last episode, some people, you know, like kind of, it is funny how some people get used to things. They don't, they they're so scared of change. Like these sister wives that they like, some people complain that you might, you would change your name. Is that correct? Yeah. It's, it's wild, but I do understand change is hard. Uh, Ask Mary. It's been 34 years. Um, but we have always covered other things as well as murder. And um, there's just something about hearing small children say moms and murder that sometimes makes you question what you're doing. And so we just thought we'd make it easier for other people to share us because I don't even put anything 
on, I have like a magnet over here. I don't put it on my car or anything because I'm, I'm, I worry. Yeah, I don't want people to think something. And it's well, my name. Listen, that's murder. I have a show called So Bad It's Good where I even question that sometimes of like, oh, I'm saying like, it, it's kind of like, well, I'm saying, that, but it's like, so bad it's already a negative title you know it's already yeah, and i yeah. use like i get the word like the things that we love to hate and i'm like as i get going on i'm like that's oh, such a hard way to start but i've said it a couple of times of like potentially changing and people have like shot it down immediately. no that's a good one that's a good when but it's hard though when you start there, negative it's... Well, yeah. what if I change it to so bad it's murder? Like, is that, is that good? <laughs> I would, I would advise against it, but so bad it's mysteries <laughs> could work for yes. you. I don't know. Um, also, I saw you guys on Moms and Murder. You did a TV project recently. Has that oh, yeah. come, do you, can you talk about that real quick? Yeah, or is we that... did. Um, we were on 2020 uh, a couple weeks ago over near Thanksgiving. It was an episode called Tainted Love. And it was about the Celeste Beard case, that uh, wild story of her having her lover kill her husband and was she in on it or did the lover just want to do that um and so that was it was it was an interesting experience you've done some tv stuff ryan it's, yeah it's i mean cool, but right? i was saying congratulations because it really oh, is that's the stuff like you know i never want to be on a dateline episode like True. you know like un unless i'm like one of the interviewers yeah, but like do, i mean i had chris hansen on today from like to catch a predator <gasps> and i was like Dude, I and it was so weird because I was like starstruck and I was like, this guy catches pedophiles and I'm treating him like a star. I'm like, wow, yeah. you know, it's like this guy, but it's Tell really me to cool. take a seat. <laughs> what, what? Yeah, have some sweet tea. Um, <laughs> but congratulations. It really, Thanks. and so Moms and Murder, the name is changing. So if you're looking for it in the new year, if you're listening to this late, it's going to be Moms and Mysteries. Uh, so go check it out. But criminality, I really want you to check out. I think there's some really, really interesting stuff that you guys, especially, would dig on there and they've been on this show before so you can go find that episode as well is there anything else coming up are you doing any live shows anything nothing that's out there yet but thank you so much for promoting us you're doing a much better job than i ever have no i i really i really uh i was so excited because i don't i'm so disorganized like this is where i ex excel but yeah everything else i fail at like no. i it was so, by luck that i saw your dm i would have normally not seen it at all and yeah. i was like going like rushing to a trainer and i saw that message pop up and i was like oh i was like oh this is perfect and yeah. <laughs> so thank you for making it work today because i'm, I'm no, this is course. your friday episode you guys so yeah. <laughs> um but but thank you for wanting to talk to me and hopefully we'll find out some more revelations on sunday and you'll be able to come back for season 18 and we Absolutely. can find out what the heck is going on uh but until then you guys Go subscribe to those podcasts if you haven't. Check out an episode, rate it five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and have a great uh, holiday season and new year. And, and and I'll talk to you very soon. Thanks, you as well. Five, four. Bye. Betches.